0: Welcome to the History Chicks, where any resemblance to a boring old history lesson is purely coincidental. Today's episode of the History Chicks is brought to you by our new friends at FrameBridge.com. FrameBridge makes it super easy to custom frame all the things you love. You mail them anything, art, textiles, old photos, whatever, and their experts will frame it and send it back to you in days, fully ready to hang. Or you can upload pictures from your phone or laptop for them to print and frame. Pricing starts at $39, a fraction of those expensive frame stores. And the best part, all shipping is free. Try it today. Just go to framebridge.com, enter offer code CHICKS at checkout for 15% off your first Framebridge order. That's framebridge.com, offer code CHICKS. And this episode is also brought to you by our old friends at Green Chef. Green Chef is a food delivery service that makes cooking easy with consciously sourced healthy recipes and organic ingredients. Get four free meals with your first order when you go to greenchef.com chicks. Last year, we put out a call for questions. We took one episode to answer them, and then we went on our merry way doing the thing that we like to do best, which is not talking about ourselves. But since then, we've gotten quite a few more questions. We put them away for
1: another day and thought today was that day. So just like the last time we did this, about half a year ago, I am sick again. So I'm going to pre-apologize for any growly voice. It is not a smoker's cough. It is just a plain old cough. I'm sorry you're sick, although I'm happy that I'm not
0: there to get your germs.
1: I know. Very sad. I haven't even had a hot toddy, so I'll have to do that right after we record. So here we go. If you're a relatively new listener and you have some questions about, you know, how we do the podcast, how we get our ideas, where we met, etc., a lot of the early questions are answered in our first Q&A episode from last October, so we'll provide a link in the show notes and um, you can listen to that for all the answers that you need. I listened to it today, in fact, just to refresh. So did I. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I have the same questions? But I,
0: I don't. So. Yeah, we don't have any duplicate questions, so that's good. I know. I know. We get so many. It's just amazing. I, it baffles me. And you know what else baffles me what? is how I often let the emails get out of control, and that's all on me. So if you've written us an email, a lot of times I'll, I read everything and a lot of times I'll write back right away because if I don't, it'll get lost in, the, in this mess that we have is our email. And I, I do apologize and I'm trying to clean it up and get back to everybody that I
1: can. But if I missed you, I'm so sorry. Email is all Susan. Twitter is all Susan. Facebook is half and half. I am all of Pinterest and all of Instagram. But you know what, when you post on Instagram, you post
0: it to Twitter. So you are on Twitter in that regard, but if you if people ask a question based on your Instagram, you're not going to be able to
1: see it. I'll see it. I know. I don't get th- I don't get Twitter. It's not it's not intuitive to me, I think. That's
0: Snapchat for me. I can't I don't get it. My daughter is always snapchatting me and I, I like I don't even know how to answer her. But anyway, we digress. Okay, I'm going to start. Okay, here's the first one. What's an interesting connection that you made through the hosting
1: the podcast, real or historical? You know what? There's been a few. Carol Wallace, uh, who wrote To Marry an English Lord. Of course, we met up with her in New York City. And she's actually, you know, I think she's become a friend. I think so. And also the Bowery Boys. I, I would never have met Greg Young, I don't think, without the Bowery Boys podcast and without the History Chicks podcast. Nope. The
0: person that I that immediately came to mind is our friend and tech wizard JD. I would not have met him without the podcast, and he is he is such a good friend. Um, he'll answer my stupidest questions like they're you know nothing.
1: And Lisa Graves, who did our logo for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, history witch. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I you know in the when I saw connection
0: and historical. Uh, All I could think of was uh, Jenny Jerome Churchill, because she
1: seems to cross paths with just about everybody of that era. You know, we used to have an idea about doing a, is it seven degrees, six degrees of separation, Uh six degrees of Kevin Bacon, a connections page on the website. We can just draw a circle in the middle at the 1893 Columbian Exposition. I think everyone connects there, but I know JD's listening. He's going to have to help me with that one. See, that's the kind of thing he does. Isn't that great? (laughs) Well, I think it's already started. It's already on, I thought. It was a private page on our website. I think we just never went forward with it. It's sitting there.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I never saw it.
1: Or I did years ago and I've forgotten. Yeah, it's happened. been five years, I think, since we started it. We got a little overwhelmed and uh, I think had to let some stuff go. Yeah, like sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So I was going to do a different question next, but it seems to follow into um, – I got a question, a real life question. Sometimes I'm sitting places like a baseball field or a playground or a school pickup line and people's little brothers and sisters start talking to me. There's a little girl named Ella who has known about the podcast and has listened to several of them and she had a question and she (laughs) she was just chatting away and this isn't for this show. She just happened to ask me, what's the thing that you hate the most about your show? And the thing I hate most about the show is the sheer lack of sleep that I am getting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know you get less than I do because you edit. I mean,
1: you got to get all the props for that. But then the flip side is what do you like best, which tickled me because this is exactly the kind of conversation that you would have with your child when you pick them up. So what did you like about Mm -hmm. your day? What was the best part? What was the worst part? So the best part, that's the flip side of this coin is I love to feel that we're making a difference. Mm -hmm. I love to feel that people are, learning and going to the library and incurring fines just like me (laughs) and that they're they know it's okay because beckett does it
0: too yeah (laughs) see you rebels you bring everybody along with you that's funny enablers (laughs) i i have to agree with you on both of those i know i should come up with a different answer but uh, i like all the people that we meet I mean, I haven't met a listener either you know in person or through emails or social media or anything who I didn't like when I see that they follow my personal
1: page on Twitter,
0: I follow them right back because oh, and when I, I, I see that they follow
1: them. me on Twitter, I feel very sorry for them because I haven't posted anything since a long time <laughs> no.
0: well your your page does say you don't you don't frequent this joint or something yeah. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. So if if you do friend me personally on Twitter, let me know that you're a listener because I'll I'll follow you back, right? That's the only time I do a follow for follow, only time. Otherwise, I don't don't believe in it.
1: And don't take it personally if I don't um, follow you back because I won't probably have noticed. I'll catch up with you in October.
0: (laughs) All right, so here's my question. Um, Well, it's not my question, but the one I have. What would you like to tell your high school history teacher, your math teacher, and did you have a favorite class? I'm gonna I wrote my answer out so that I could do it so you can think about it. Okay, I have an answer ready, but you go ahead. Okay. Um, my high school history teacher bored me so much that I got a D in AP history. So (laughs) I don't think he's alive anymore. I'm going to respect his memory and defer instead to Mr. Haney, my middle school social studies teacher. He lit this spark. I love social studies because he let us learn without books. You know, he let us touch things and explore things. And, He was just such a great teacher. And then I had that little ember and it didn't get ignited until, you know, you came along. So thank you. Yay!
1: My math teachers, I apologize for. (laughs) Okay, so let me think. I had an American government teacher and I will – I'm not going to say his name either because I just, I don't know, haven't asked him, but – he could probably be identified by the following statement. He was always marveling that he was the son of an Egyptian father and a French mother teaching United States citizens about their own government. (laughs) So he opens with that statement, which is interesting enough. And then he was always, I want to say he was a very Montessori like teacher because he didn't necessarily like to teach out of the book. He liked to have us, move our chairs around and play like we were in the senate that's how he would teach like the Mm -hmm. dred scott decision or or something we would have to sit there and play roles he would hand out cards like here's your position go you know he was half theater teacher Mm -hmm. and it sounds like mr haney oh yeah you just never knew what you were walking into i mean there was Mm -hmm. a little bit of performance anxiety and you certainly did not want to miss a class because there's no making that up either you were there or you weren't there So that was great. And then my math teachers, I'm just going to tell a story. And everyone around my age will sort of maybe know. (laughs) Opening day, advanced math. I was in 10th grade. So, you know, advanced math for 10th 10th grade or whatever. The man who is nearing retirement says, Guys, I teach all levels of math at this school, so I'll be seeing you throughout your high school career. Ladies, this will be your last year of math, so try to keep up. (gasps) Oh, <gasps> yes, indeed, my friend. Yes, indeed. And I did not go to school in the 1950s. Oh, my
0: gosh. I just inhaled so much. I had to get a drink of tea. <laughs> my, my
1: throat went dry. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So despite that, and probably because my parents being symphony uh, musicians, it aids in your mathematical skills, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I was very good in math, despite all of his um, attempts to crush it out of me, but that's the joke was on him, so.
0: Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> so who was your favorite teacher?
1: Uh, Well, of course, you know, I was in theater programs, so I had a revolving series of scarf-draped, clinkly jeweled theater teachers that I really admire for different reasons, mm-hmm. each and every one of them, so... I would have to say those were my favorite teachers. They were more experiential than (laughs) dispensing of knowledge. But um, yeah, they were my favorites. I hated theater class. (laughs) Because you know what? I know this is really hard to imagine, but in high school,
0: I was really quiet and shy. And so theater class was just not good for me. That is
1: hard to imagine. I know. Quiet and shy. So Kevin wrote a question. What in modern pop culture do you love? What, they, we, they don't already know? Well, uh, well I mean, obviously I'm going to be in the Harry Potter camp. I do have a different one, so I'll let you think about it because I wrote it down. Um, I am currently in the middle of, in addition to all kind of other things, doing the Rory Gilmore reading challenge. So during the entire run of the Gilmore Girls, 22 episodes for seven seasons, that's a lot, Rory Gilmore was spotted with or referred to having read three hundred and thirty nine books right I am gonna try to get to three hundred I'm currently at one hundred and fifty-one. Ooh. hundred and fifty one oh I'm gonna give myself thirty nine kickouts because some of them are like uh travel guides for two thousand and eight and that kind of thing oh okay Fodor's England and all that kind of stuff so we don't need to read those you know okay
0: certainly there's things on there that you've already read do you reread them or do you just cross them off as having been read okay most of them I am
1: just crossing off I did decide to read Daisy Miller again by Henry James. Mm-hmm. And then based on based on the, the show we just did about Zelda Fitzgerald, I decided to reread A Movable Feast by Ernest Hemingway. Because it mentions unflatteringly Zelda Fitzgerald. And I just wanted to get my eyeballs back on that. The new one, because I've got three going at the same time. My poor house and the poor books. There's always a half-read book somewhere in the house. Mm-hmm. Flat open. I am no respectful acolyte on the altar of books. But so The Kitchen Boy, a novel of The Last Czar by Robert Alexander, is the book I hadn't read that I, is in the rotation. Oh. So right okay. now I'm on those three. And then a less um, cerebral pastime that I've taken up. Now that I have, I literally have no show on TV because I only had one show before and it's over forever. <gasps> But do you know that Victoria
0: is starting with Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who? She's going to be Queen Victoria. It doesn't start until 2017 here in the United States, and it's going to take that Downton Abbey spot. Yes. Well, how about this? It was. It's written by Daisy Goodwin, who did um, the American Heiress. She did a number of historical fiction novels, which were pretty good. So, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Susan is excited. I am. I'm really excited. Meanwhile, I have taped all of drunk history. Oh yeah, okay. I do like drunk history quite a bit.
0: So yeah, there's pop culture that we never. I'm. I was trying to think of something that we haven't really mentioned,
1: and yeah, I like that a lot. lot, Well, and I am an unwilling witness to way too much phone YouTube. I've never. I haven't seen any of it, but I've sure heard it all. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, please put the headphones on. Please put the headphones on. I know. Yeah. I, our kids are the same age. Are you, so I have threatened to write a history of YouTube, and I'm going to call it, hey, guys. <laughs> Am I wrong? <gasps> no, you're not. That's perfect. Oh. Do you have a, another question?
0: I do, indeed. Okay. This one might take you a couple minutes. Okay. Okay. You're hosting a dinner party for your favorite subject. What do you serve? Who else is there? Now, I'm going to just say, I'm going to call him out on this. This is my friend, Carol. And she always calls me up before she has people over and says, what should I serve them? So I know this is from her. Mm. So she's probably trying to get a dinner menu out of me. Okay, so here, I thought it through. You can think I'll answer it and then, okay. Um, I'm going to pick the favorite subject that I'd want to have for dinner, have over for dinner. And that would be Dolly Madison. And I'd like to give her something that would be kind of exotic for her, like pad thai and some spring rolls and, you know, maybe some green tea ice cream. I think she would really like experimenting with new food to her, new to her food. Um, Yeah. And I think I'd make her a cake because, you know, I love to make cakes. And I think Dallas Madison would appreciate a good cake.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, <laughs> so who else is there? Uh, obviously, Carol, because she came up with the question. Um, Lillian Gilbreth. This is an interesting... I, I put a lot of thought into this. Okay. Lillian Gilbreth, Julia Child, Hattie McDaniels, and Jane Austen. So it's kind of like there's Dolly, and she's, like, bringing out the, you know, the, the giggly girls in these women who have giggly girls in them. They just need to get brought out. And then, after dinner and dessert... I would invite Dorothy Parker to come over.
1: (laughs) Okay, so my immediate thought was that I'm going to have Dorothy Parker over. That's my choice. Okay. Because I think she and I could be Banter McBanterson. I would serve her olives in the bottom of her martini glass. (laughs) And if we needed food, I would just tell Chris Graham to bring it because that is not my department. And nobody expects it to be my department. Even we went to this parent party at my child's school and instead of a snack for the table i show up with a bottle of what how shall i say exotically flavored vodka and no one thought anything of it they're like oh this is what you bring for the table and they placed it on the table uh-huh. because that's what i'm known for i don't i don't do we're so off. i mean i would love to be at that party with you and dorothy parker <laughs> but, but who I... else who could you invite to be with dorothy parker i actually think That if F. Scott Fitzgerald could be barred from entry Mm -hmm. and Zelda could have been prevented from drinking until now.
0: Okay. The
1: breakfast gin, I can't even get behind that. But if she and Zelda, fresh Zelda, could hang Mm -hmm. out, I think they would like
0: each other. Maybe, because I think they were different enough personalities, but they were both
1: very smart women. Yeah. It'd have to be young Zelda before F. Scott Fitzgerald got a hold of the psyche, I think. But anyway, um, so I guess that's uh, that's a really sad dinner party. I guess. What? Uh, well, let's get Cab Calloway in there for entertainment. Oh, okay. You're inviting the boys. Uh, Rory Gilmore can come. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Rory Gilmore, Dorothy Parker, Zelda Fitzgerald, Laura like to come. Laura right. like? Oh yeah. I'd like. No, you know what? Laura. No, 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 no. She doesn't. She no. She doesn't operate like Rory. In, the, in that realm, Dorothy Parker would start off on some tangent about Lorelai, and I'd have to defend her, and it would not be good. Well, that was a fun dinner party. <laughs>
0: Mine was kind of lame. I thought I thought I was doing really good with the exotic foods, but...
1: You are doing really good. I had no
0: food at all, so there you go. Well, olives are food, and I'm pretty sure you probably have a box of wheat bins somewhere around the house. I would not take that bet.
1: <laughs> okay, well, is this a good time to take a break? Yeah, let's oh, take a oh, No, no, it's okay. Let's take a little break. And then when we come back, um, I have got a, um, gosh, what do I even call it? A celebrity endorsement to talk about. Hmm. It's spring
0: and it's dinner time. What are you going to do? Well, spring means that it's time to celebrate nature. It's time to be active. It's time to eat healthy, delicious food. It's not time to stand in the kitchen cooking too much. But Green Chef can help you with all of that. Green Chef is a new food delivery service that makes cooking at home easy with consciously sourced organic meals and ingredients you can choose any meal plan you like and you pick the dinners that are coming to your house. You can pick vegetarian, omnivore, paleo, carnivore, or gluten-free. All those fresh ingredients sent right to your door. There'll be things that are already chopped up for you. There's sauces that are already made. The instructions are super, super easy. I love all that about Green Chef, but I think what I love the most is that my friend Beckett will actually call and text and send me pictures of her dinners that she's cooked. I don't know if you know this about Beckett, Beckett, but she's not a big fan of cooking. So for her to get excited about cooking, for her to get excited about these meals, her husband's a chef. She gets good food all the time. So she knows this is a big deal. Now Green Chef will save you the time and give you the peace of mind. They'll do the research for you. They'll select organic, sustainable ingredients that are good for you and good for our environment. Plus, it's fast. You'll be able to whip up meals like Southwestern veggie burgers with avocado aioli, jicama fries, and a fried egg in an average of, wait for it, 30 minutes. Now, Green Chef is offering our listeners four free meals with your first order at greenchef.com slash chicks. We'll have a link to it on our show notes for this episode, but that's greenchef.com G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F dot com slash chicks. C-H-I-C-K-S. And we're back, and I am very intrigued to hear your celebrity endorsement. Well, I am not even
1: sure what to call this, but... And one listener knows who they are, but no one else does. It's Misterioso Carol Wallace, our hero, the person that wrote the book that created our podcast in Downton Abbey, was giving a talk at a museum in Chicago. She'd been asked to speak on the subject of dressing Downton. There was an exhibit touring, and um, she was asked to give a speech and after her speech, a lady, she said, approached her and said, I'm so glad to meet you. I met you by listening to the History Chicks podcast. And when I saw that you were giving this talk, I rushed down here um, so that I could see you. And then I was so excited to come and tell you. Um, and she talked us up, this listener, to the point. Now, I guess they don't know that Carol Wallace uh, and we have – talked i think since but um she talked us up and said that carol should really listen to us and it was really good and gave us all the praises in the world and carol being the gracious nice person that she is had hardly left the venue before she sent us a message to tell us and she was very devastated that she could not find the place where she'd written (laughs) the woman's name down (laughs) um so thank you anonymous listener that was a really nice thing to do and Carol was very tickled too. And she was very grateful that you had come down to hear her talk. So, wherever you are, we salute you. Salute. You know, we get that's
0: obviously we're a podcast. We don't advertise anywhere, but we get so many listeners because somebody else listens, you know, and they say, oh, you should listen to the show. And then they
1: come on board. And so, that's what she was doing yay thank you so much for telling your friends the number of times i've been like oh my friend so-and-so told me about you and i started listening that just that means so much because a genuine recommendation from a friend means more than anything
0: oh i agree and you know what i got an email last where we got an email and i answered it um last week that she said that her and her friends sat together and drank wine and talked to dead women like you know like we do i was like oh my gosh you guys are history chicks that's so cool You know, they just sat, they just sat together and talked about somebody. Who did they talk about? I don't know. She didn't say. So maybe it was like an, I got the impression that was an ongoing thing. Oh, very good. Okay. I have a question. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to say this is from my daughter. Um, Do you ever record in your PJs? Have you ever done anything weird when you've done a late night study slash
1: cram slash edit session with no energy left? Okay, so no, I have never recorded in my pajamas. <laughs> and I, in look, this I, house, we don't have pajamas on past nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, so there's not very much pajama time. I'm just laughing because I am actually sitting in my
0: pajamas right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't, Susan has.
0: I know. I'm like, the, I'm the mom that's like, oh, I got to drive you to school. Okay, let me just put some shoes on. Gotcha. Uh, if I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And, you know, my pajamas are cute so whatever I'm not getting out of the minivan okay I'm driving a minivan still
1: (laughs) what happens if you get in a wreck I mean god forbid but what happens if you get in a wreck I guess you know what it's a common enough thing no one's even gonna think a thing of it
0: yeah I mean what I'm supposed to be worrying about my not having the good underwear on I don't know (laughs) it's clothes I have I have pants. I'm not wearing a night
1: dress it's like pants and a top I don't know. Anyway. Okay. What about the second part of that question? That's a big controversy, isn't it? Uh, The second part was, have you ever done anything? Well, okay. So I cannot have music or anything on while I'm researching. And, you know, we're constantly – we're both constantly in weird places reading the books. I'm at the skate park or at the baseball field or, you know, all kind of places. But I remember long ago, long ago – I think this was like Abigail Adams long ago, year one – Uh Um, I was just crashing and that's when I hadn't gotten used to the sleeplessness because I thought my child at six, you know, was finally sleeping. (laughs) Yes, it took that long. And I thought I was done with the whole Guantanamo sleeplessness, but no, I had to edit this show. And I reached for my iPod. I have an iPod classic, highly recommend, holds so many songs, you'll never, but somehow... In the latest update, I had deleted everything except for my, at the time, six-year-old child's playlist. <gasps> Ooh. So there were a whole bunch of cartoon things on there, and I, uh, I finished Abigail Adams posting to the Backyardigans soundtrack. <laughs> Your backyard
0: friends, the backyardigans. Now it's going to be in my head. Thanks.
1: Well, and even (laughs) now, this is another Backyardigans reference, I guess. Okay. Even now, and the child was 11, when he's had an especially hard day, he asks me to sing the Hush Hush song, which in the Backyardigans is Hush My Little Mermaid. Uh huh. But I sing it Hush My Little Jet Graham, but otherwise the words remain the same. Oh, that's sweet. And I have sung him that song ever since he first heard it. I think he was two or three.
0: Ah, and he, that's yeah. really cute. I, I mean, I'm I'm like I don't do cute things like that with my kids. I mean, when my son needs to be perked up, sometimes I'll sing the Bubble Guppies song. I don't know bubble. what that is. Sing bubble, it. Bubble 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 guppy guppy guppies. Bubble bubble. I do not know that and he, song. And, oh, he's gonna kill me. He's 11, and he sings it along with me, and we're like hop around and
1: dance. Uh, see Did that? you not watch Bubble Guppies? Nope. Hmm. We watched Little Einsteins. Oh and... yeah. And backyard again and then i think there was uh oh well i like yo gabba gabba i, I love my son ahead. had any happy feelings about it i thought it was hilarious you need to be a college student watching this, <laughs>
0: this my husband not... and i were having a talk about just today about comparing and contrasting yo gabba, gabba with hr puff and stuff
1: i this... think i missed hr
0: puff and stuff too where have i been i don't well i'm a little older hr puff and stuff yes this is the episode where susan sings all the cartoon songs sorry
1: i started it i'm sorry but Uh, yeah so in answer to that question that's probably the weirdest thing is merging abigail adams with uniqua oh (laughs) that is quite a morph wow i I
0: don't i couldn't think of anything other than um you know it's like it's like 11 o'clock at night you know my i'm my husband gets up at three. I'm still working. It's like 1130. And I have to look for pictures to put on the show notes or something. And I'll find I'll like see a article about the person. And then I'll go to that article, even though I don't really want to know anything more about them. And then I fall into a rabbit hole and it's an hour later and I'm nowhere closer to finishing. But I have some
1: really random knowledge in my head
0: because I fell down this hole. I yeah. That's uh, by
1: refined note, I have cursed at birds at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, oh, you get the award for staying up later. There's I'm not
0: even there's no competition because you're you see sunrise a whole lot more than I do.
1: I know. I used all that energy nightclubbing in my 20s. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> have too much left. <laughs> OK, you got a question? Um, do I have a question? Um, okay. So Jana asked, what do you listen to podcast wise? Oh, I had that question too. Okay. Well, then it's an all skate.
0: Okay. I actually, mine was, um, any new podcast you like and what was the last show you listened to? So what was the last show you listened to? Okay.
1: So I went through, weirdly, I went through and kind of wholesale deleted everything. I don't know why. Just one day I deleted everything. All my subscriptions, I just deleted them all one day to see what would come back because it was getting a little cluttery and I do listen to podcasts a lot during the day, but then I also listen to Audible. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of focusing more on the Audible and I honestly didn't mean for the alliter- alliterative ones to...
0: Wow, that's a loud truck. Or is
1: that a motorcycle? <laughs> I couldn't see them out the window. I don't know. Um, So the ones that stayed... And that I still have on there are Gilmore Guys, West Mm -hmm. Wing, and Satellite Sisters. And so the alliterative one stayed. And then I added a a food podcast called Gravy. So I've only got four on there right now. Oh, Um, Gravy. And I do believe I'm going to put Bowery Boys back on. So what was the last one you listened to? Well, the last episode I listened to was the first episode of West Wing Weekly that I actually liked. I was getting a little disappointed because the there's one host who also does Song Exploder. By the way, I didn't subscribe to Song Exploder, but I've been listening off their feed, so I guess that's on there too. But um, okay, back up. What is Song Exploder? Um, I. It, hard to explain it takes you through the background of a song the background of the artist any you know backstory so it's really interesting um so the guy that does song exploder is friends with josh molina who was on the west wing and they have come together and done a podcast and i have to say although the song exploder host is very animated up until this recent episode but you know what every first 10 episodes are kind of going to be stinky and yeah. it wasn't even that stinky. They're so professional and good sounding. But I was like, no, I need a little fire. I need a little. But, you know, they finally started to, like, laugh at each other and loosen up and put it, you know, get it on your device because you're going to love it. <laughs> There's an endorsement. And I haven't started to listen to that one yet. I yeah, love the West Wing. I think it's um, six is what they're on right now. It might be seven. But I think it's the sixth one. And it's, it's like I, I got all smiley and happy listening. And how long are they? Oh, short! They're they're shorter than you would think. Like Gilmore Guys could stretch into the three hours on one show that was forty two minutes of content, whereas West Wing takes that show and they kind of compress it and fit in an interview. They had Donna Moss on the other day. They've had Dule Hill, uh, so they can still squeeze in an interview too. Wow, impressive! Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to, I have it on my list. I just, it's like I subscribed. I just haven't actually listened yet. Uh, Let's see. My newest favorite one is grownups read things they wrote as kids. Oh (laughs) my gosh. This cracks me up like nothing else. I, I'm like, I like walk. And I listen and I laugh like out loud like a crazy person because <laughs> it's, it cracks me up. Because I know I have that journal. I have those journals. I could open up any of my journals and find some really embarrassing, cringeworthy material in there. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's my favorite right. one. But actually, the last <laughs> – this is quite ironic. Today on my walk, my, I call it my Dr. Forced March. Around the neighborhood that I have to take every single day, I listened to the British History Podcast with Jamie Jeffers. It was his two hundredth episode, so congratulations, Jamie. but it was a q and a episode. I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> must be all the cool kids are doing it <laughs> so but
1: he had like really deep questions, <laughs> not as nobody asked him if he was wearing his pajamas. <laughs> imagine By he way. doesn't invite such familiarity uh is it your question or is it my question i've lost track uh we may have had this question before in the previous question, question and answer session but i'm just going to say it again because i think my answers might have changed your one or two favorite historical based movies Ooh. oh uh-huh. i'm um, not prepared what'd you say i'm not prepared for that one that question you answer it and i'll think but I have like I have three. I like the Elizabeth movies with Kate Blanchett, um, both of them, Elizabeth and Elizabeth, the Golden Age, although, I mean, historically inaccurate only because they had to cut and paste for narrative economy. And that's fine. And that doesn't even bother me um that much. But I love the King's speech. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And I am still gonna stand by the Marie Antoinette, Sophia oh, Coppola. yeah, that I was the one I
0: was that was one I was gonna say, nice. so those are
1: my top three. Oh, man. Did you give this some some forethought?
0: (sighs) Um, All is coming to my head, right? This very moment. um, Well, first, uh, the Marie Antoinette. Emma, maybe? Does that count?
1: I said that. You mean the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma? Yeah, the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like that, except there's a weird... (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to say it. I didn't say it during the Jane Austen episode, but I'm going to say it now. The camera travels from, like, 20 feet in the air to way down all of a sudden... To like right next to Gwyneth Paltrow's face between Emma and her friend and they're in the garden and the friend is talking about the farmer and the farmer this and the farmer that and blah, blah, blah. He lives with his mother. And then there's like this weird, then he is, and then the camera moves, unmarried. And that has always bothered me. Oh my gosh. I can't get over it. Wow, it ruins the whole movie for you? or Well, there's lots of things like that. Like they're, they're talking in the rain and then there's like, a, it's almost like somebody yelled silently to start. Because there's like, they're waiting and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they begin. So, tell me. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, now I'm going
0: to switch it to um, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I don't dislike it at all. Which Pride and Prejudice is your favorite? uh Kira knightley i have to say uh i hope we are not opening up another can of worms because after the jane austen podcast and we talked about the movies we got letters like how dare you like that movie how dare you like that version oh <laughs> like, i'm sorry uh <laughs> i don't like milk in my tea either i don't
1: <laughs> i don't know it's that's funny a- They take their Jane Austen very seriously. I know, but I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. Mm -hmm. That's true. I think it's just like wine. There's people who say that there is a definitive answer to good wine. And I say, if you don't enjoy drinking it, it's probably not good. Nope. Nope. And I'm like, and now I'm sitting here thinking of wine and I have tea. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't I uh, I Instagrammed a picture of my art fair margarita today? You, I know, you did. And I was like, oh, that did looks you? so good. I saw the best piece of art today, by the way, and I almost bought it. And then I was like, because cause I am in... Detox the house, not retox the house. Cause I am living with two toxers, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like they will just bring things in the house. And so I am detox mode. But I saw this piece of art and it was dresses, you know, flat. Um it's called 2D mixed media, and they are dresses and gowns and suits made of pieced together. Using the lines on the pattern um, gowns, like vintage gowns, hmm. and they were, were so neat. And I, I, came so close to buying one, and then I held back, thinking, "Now, what wall is left to put it on, if I do Ooh. buy it?" Ooh, good question.
0: Hmm, maybe you just have to move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I held back, but uh, I was very. Uh, speaking of Jane Austen, that kind of reminded me of such control, Beckett. I'm very impressed. Yes, <laughs> I have all right,
0: power. Yeah, I I was this before or after the margarita. During, actually. Really. That was a big margarita. I thought or maybe it was just perspective.
1: No, it was pretty big. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay. While well, we appreciate all of the good correspondence of all kinds that you send to us, sometimes we don't please everyone. There's a couple that I pulled out um from the bad letter file
0: uh let's see the first one is it's a, <laughs> it says hi your podcast has some fun ideas but what's with the like oh my god becky like history is like cool and stuff right approach is it meant to be endearing it calls into question the credibility of anything said unlike say dan carlin a trained speaker and kick podcaster women uh sit down people women if i may say don't need more dumb sounding women to lessen their impact and then he ends it with i'm sure you've heard
1: this before sorry for any redundant message (laughs) oh clayton 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 (sighs) so um number one i thought you were gonna say his name and number two (laughs) there is a simple solution and it is called the stop button.
0: Yeah. It works really well.
1: I don't know what to tell you. If our voices annoy you, I
0: think And how many how many conversations past- have we heard from men that don't like listening to women's voices? So I say,
1: Why are you listening? Well, and it's fine. And it's fine. Just simply press the button and move on and we wish you well and the end. Yes. I, I don't I'm not a That's- spokesman for women's voices everywhere. Yeah. know know. okay and this one
0: i'm not i I, sorry for saying his name um and i won't won't say hers because i think she meant well but it it didn't strike me as well okay this is my first visit to your show i love the idea and your enthusiasm now she came in at dorothy parker this is at like what four years five close getting close to five years okay so we weren't a new show i love the idea and your enthusiasm It seems you demand quite a lot from your listeners. I'm a Parker fan from way back, but I fear that expecting two hours from any curious listener is asking just a bit too much. Okay.
1: (laughs) Now, see, I didn't take that as bad at all. Although, again, I say there is a stop button. And stop, also, you can stop and start. Mm. Right. Pause and go back. I don't see the problem. You know, here's the thing. We are getting more adept at and librarians are more willing to help us get hold of more information and the more information you get especially when it's things especially when it's things like letters that people haven't had wide access to you're going to want to put it in and just as we go on people are willing to give us more access to that kind of stuff and so as we get more we give more and so naturally the shows are just going to be longer. So we are going to try to alternate um, because, honestly, the long shows kind of kill us, too. <laughs> um, but, um, so we're going to try to alternate some shorter shows. And the ones we know are going to be long, maybe we'll just space them out. But I really don't think it serves our purpose to shorten material just for the sake of a shorter episode, really. Mm-hmm. So so we'll do both of those things. We'll try to break them up if, if – you know, if it, the story arc lends itself to breaking into two parts or, or, you know, maybe we won't just depends on the subject, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, just, I I like that we don't have to fit into a certain box. We don't have to have a certain exact form, you know, every, it's not going to be an hour every time. It's not going to be 30 minutes, you know what I mean?
1: I love that about, what we're what we do and so on that note it is time for us to take another little break and when we come back we will do some thank yous and read some happier letters <laughs> yes
0: we'd like to welcome our newest sponsor framebridge.com Framebridge makes it super easy to custom frame the things you love. You mail them anything, art, textiles, old photos, whatever, and their experts will frame it and send it back to you in days, fully ready to hang. Or you can upload pictures from your phone or laptop or Instagram. It's time to make your walls happy and get them out of storage. Get all that life memorabilia on your walls. I had this poster from Lisa Graves, The History Witch. It's a map of Newport, and it's beautiful. But it sat in a drawer for a very long time because the size was weird, and it was going to be really expensive to frame it. I went to framebridge.com. I plugged those weird measurements and a scan of the print into their preview tools. In minutes, I'd gone through the extensive selection and picked the perfect frame because I could see exactly what it would look like right in front of my eyes. From clean to classic to funky, I saw Lisa's artwork framed right in front of me, and I picked my favorite the Montauk. After you do that, Framebridge will send you a prepaid mailer. Send your special item back and in days you'll get it back to your house professionally framed by their in-house team of experienced designers and framers. They take great care and precision to measure, cut, and assemble your frame. Framebridge uses the highest quality materials, wood molding, UV protective acrylic, and acid-free mats and foam boards and FrameBridge takes the mystery and cost of expensive frame shops out of the picture. They follow a set menu from $39 to $159, based purely on the size of your art, and all shipping is always free. What an easy gift for Mother's Day, Father's Day, weddings, graduations, birthdays, babies, all those spring things that are coming up. How easy would it be to order in minutes a piece of art that will hang on their walls for a very long time to come? FrameBridge even gift wraps. They include a hand Written note and ships to your loved one at no additional charge. So dig that poster picture and life memorabilia out of your closet or deep in your device and go to framebridge.com, enter code chicks at checkout and receive 15% off your first order. Go to framebridge.com, F-R-A-M-E-B-R-I-D-G-E.com and enter chicks, C-H-I-C-K-S at checkout to receive 15% off your first order. And we're back! We thought now we'd read a couple listener letters that we really liked. Um, You guys all write great letters, and it was really hard to just pick a couple, but here we go. My name's Liana. I've listened to every episode from the beginning for the past couple of months, and I'm always anxiously awaiting for your next installment. I love it. Now, you always offer up so many amazing books. Maybe there should be a History Chicks book club for fans. It'd be cool to read about women with women from
1: around the world, and
0: discuss
1: it I love that idea I do I do do too I just don't know if either of us could be the moderator I just I can't I speak for Susan I guess but I feel like I'm too stretched right now I feel like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do a good job moderating if there's anybody that would like to moderate such a book club you should send us a note maybe we could get it set up as a Facebook group a secret group yeah i think that's a great idea i i thought that was really
0: really uh clever yeah and that would be fun they're books that we've already read (laughs) so we don't have to like read them for book club because we've already read them
1: oh that's clever well i was going to say i wouldn't mind participating um in the discussion and and reading the books and everything but i just don't feel like i could be in charge of it okay
0: but that that one was cool uh, let's see. Hi, Beckett and Susan. My name is Ellie. I'm somewhat of a new listener to podcast. I started with Gone with the Wind and then moved on to the Tudors, my favorite historical family. Now I'm reading Tudor Inheritance, and I'm so emotional about Anne of Cleves. Two questions. Would you consider doing Wendy Darling minicast? And I would love Peter and Wendy, but Wendy doesn't get enough love. Will you ever put together an anthology of your episodes? Because I'd buy the poop out of that. OK, here's the thing with doing somebody like Wendy Darling. Um, we love her, too, but there's not anything out there about her. You know, when we did Alice in Wonderland, there was all the Alice books and we could talk about Lewis Carroll. Uh, but or Cinderella, there's, you know, Cinderella had such a huge history. Wendy Darling doesn't have a huge history. I mean, it was kind of cool that the name Wendy started then. But other than that, I don't know what we would talk
1: about. I know. And there's quite a few even genuine non-fictional historical characters that there just isn't enough information for us to put together an episode as much as we would want to. And this is going to crush
0: a lot of you because this is uh, by far the number one requested group of women that we've gotten of late. And we wanted to do this, cover them so badly. But when we started to look around, there really wasn't a whole lot of information on them. So anything that you learned about the Schuyler sisters while watching Hamilton is about all there is right now. And we like to be able to present, you know, somebody big like that, we would like to be able to present you with Ways to study some more and learn some more, you know, movies about them and other books. Now, there is a nonfiction that has been contracted um, by a nonfiction writer whose name escapes me at this very second, but it did. And she's writing a book about them. So maybe when that book comes out, you know, there'll be more information out and about for the for, uh, you know, the lay people, I guess.
1: Does that make sense? So the short version is, I can't <laughs> cover the Skylar sisters. Pets. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. So um, as much as we want to, if we were to even present something based on one book, we would feel like we were failing you. So we need multiple sources to feel like we're doing a good job. So I hope that you guys understand that we just don't feel like we can do it yet. If, um, if situation changes, maybe they'll just pop up one day. Sorry. So moving on to the next. Um, we do want to take a moment
0: and thank all of our very generous contributors who go to our website and click our Tasteful Donate button. Um, the brilliant ones who are on monthly uh, on a monthly contributor plan. We thank you so much. It's, it's so generous to see that every month you're like, yeah, I love your show enough that I'm going to give you. I'm going to set it up. They're just going to take it out of my PayPal account. So thank you for that. Um, And I know that everybody, when they donate, they donate as they can. But we do want to call out a few people. We'd like to thank Aaron and Melissa and Carrie and Kim, Amelia, Maureen, Rebecca, Anna Marie, and Maureen again, another Maureen. You know what you did. I'm not going to say it right now. But we thank you so much. We are extremely grateful.
1: We're also thankful for those of you who share our shows with your children, whether you're teachers and share it with your class of assorted ages. We get notes from teachers all the time. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this name. Hmm. I'm going to do the best I can. Is it Alassie, who is a Canadian teacher sharing the history tricks with her students in China? Or Rachel or Margie or any number of teachers who tell us. I just am so grateful you are using us as part of your curriculum or a parent that shares this show with their own children. There's a little boy named Nate who has a show called The Science Show mm-hmm. who listens to us uh, at Nate Podcasts. And uh, <laughs> his little voice recommending us the other day on the radio was quite amazing.
0: It was so cute. And actually, Nate and I started chatting on Twitter <laughs> he asked he asked if we knew anybody had any experts for remember he was doing a history of science but he listed all men and so I was like no nope, that's not our thing but and then I started listing women so um there's a lot yeah it was cute it was it was nice to connect with somebody like that
1: and can I just float an idea out would there be any interest in either A live show where we would record a podcast, our usual sort of podcast, um, with a subject, with accompanying cocktails and hors d'oeuvres of some kind. Um, (laughs) Are you asking me? Because I'm all for it. (laughs) I just don't know. Would there be interest in – and it would have to be at least at first in Kansas City to see how it went. So either us taping a podcast episode or, barring that, simply um, even just a meet and greet with no pressure of recording a podcast – also in Kansas City. So let us know if there's any interest in that. I I think that sounds really neat, but I don't know how you feel. So let us know. Yeah, that's good.
0: Um, I do want to cover one thing. Um, I know it sounds like we're going to sell things, but we are. Okay. We have a shop and in this shop, we have a number of items, but Specifically, I want to talk about the team shirts. We have team shirts for a number of women. And any going forward, we'll make a shirt for them. But I get a lot of questions asking which shirt is in the lead. Like, is my team the biggest team? (laughs) Which, okay. (laughs) Um, I know. There is right now a four-way tie between Team Boleyn, Stanton, Aragon, and Bly. We went with Zazzle for one reason. Um, we show the shirts in white, but you can get them in any number of colors and you can kind of personalize them if you, if you want to, if you get a dark shirt, just change the black to a lighter color, change it to pink, change it to whatever you like. So that's why we, we went with Zazzle so you could customize them yourself. But, um, there's a
1: link to that on our website. I don't know if I would be team Aragon or team Boleyn. I think I'd be team... None of the above, or both of uh, the above. I couldn't choose between those two. We actually, I actually talked about this exact same thing last time. Yeah. Is that they were just sort of victims of the circumstances they were placed in. I don't know how much agency either of them had to direct the course of their life, so I don't know if you could be on either team. I bought a Team Bly shirt. That's <laughs> See, that's good. Team Bly, 72. There you go. I have one. Mm-hmm. Step out of that conflict entirely. I know. (laughs) Speaking of conflict or contests, shall we say, every season we do a guaranteed content poll and you're allowed to vote on the people that you, the one person that we will guarantee you will be. We used to say episode seven and now we just say we'll be within the next season. (laughs) <laughs> um, it was Catherine the Great this time, and Catherine the Great actually got two of her own episodes. There was so much information about her. So, we have got a short list together, and we'll give you a preview for having listened to this show of the next guaranteed content poll. Okay.
0: Um, how about I start? I read one, then you read the next one.
1: Okay. Okay. Coco Chanel, Queen Lilia Kalani of Hawaii, Sojourner Truth, Eleanor of Aquitaine. And Ada Lovelace. Those are our five for the coming season. So get your poll-taking fingers ready. And we'll
0: put it all on our social media. we link you up to our website where you can vote. And I don't have anything else. Do you? I think that's all I have for this evening. I do. In, in deference to you, I guess. I would like to close with this one letter from Veronese, I think. What a pretty name, Veronese. Hi, Beckett. You are completely a Ravenclaw. (laughs) Wit wit beyond measure is man's greatest treasure.
1: Man, thank you. (laughs) Okay, now I'm all pink, and I will close (laughs) by saying thank you for listening. We will be back soon with a regularly scheduled episode. Bye. All the phone is just someone. Check it out. So. Never ask for much, just a few things here and there. Nothing valuable, nothing that can quite compare to what I feel I need to make my life complete. you hear here to talk to me.